Chapter seventy four of Explanation of Catholic Morals. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. Explanation of Catholic Morals by John H. Stapleton. Enmity. Killing is not the only thing forbidden by the fifth commandment. Thereby are prescribed all forms of enmity of which killing is one that attack either directly or indirectly in thought or desire as well as in deed the life limbs or health of the neighbor the fifth precept protects the physical man everything therefore that partakes of the nature of a design on the body of another is an offence against this commandment all such offences are not equally grievous but each contains a malice of its own which is prescribed under the head of killing enmity that takes the form of fighting assault and battery is clearly a breach of the law of god it is lawful to wound maim or otherwise disable an assailant on the principle of self-defence when there is no other means of protecting oneself against attack but outside this contingency such conduct as ruffianism before man and sin before god the state alone has the right to inflict penalties and avenge wrongs to turn this right over to every individual would be destructive of society if this sort of thing is unlawful and criminal when there might be some kind of an excuse for it on the ground of injury received the malice thereof is aggravated considerably by the fact of there being no excuse at all or only imaginary ones there is another form of enmity or hatred that runs not to blows but to words herein is evil not because of any bodily injury wrought of which there is none but because of the diabolical spirit that manifests itself a spirit reproved by god and which in given circumstances is ready to resort to physical injury and even to the letting of blood there can be no doubt that hatred in itself is forbidden by this commandment for whosoever hates his brother is a murderer according to st john it matters little therefore whether such hatred be in deeds or in words the malice is there and the sin is consummated a person too weak to do an enemy bodily harm may often use his or her tongue to better effect than another could his fists and the verbal outrage thus committed may be worse than a physical one it is not even necessary that the spirit of enmity show itself at all on the outside for the incurring of such guilt as attends the violation of this commandment it is sufficient that it possess the soul and go no farther than a desire to do harm this is the spirit of revenge and it is none the less sinful in the eyes of god because it lacks the complement of exterior acts it is immoral to nourish a grudge against a fellow-man such a spirit only awaits an occasion to deal a blow and when that occasion shows itself will be ready willing and anxious to strike the lord refuses the gifts and offerings and prayers of such people as these they are told to go and become reconciled with their brother and lay low the spirit that holds them then and only then will their offerings be acceptable even less than this suffices to constitute a breach of the fifth commandment it is the quality of such passions as envy and jealousy to sometimes be content with the mere thought of injury done to their object without even going so far as to desire to work the evil themselves these passions are often held in check for a time 
but in the event of misfortune befalling the hated rival there follows a sense of complacency and satisfaction which if entertained has all the malice of mortal sin if on the contrary the prosperity of another inspires with a feeling of regret and sadness which is deliberately countenanced and consented to there can be no doubt as to the grievous malice of such a failing finally recklessness may be the cause of our harming another it is a sound principle of morals that one is responsible for his acts in the measure of his foreseeing and consenting to the results and consequences but there is still another sound principle according to which every man is accountable at least indirectly for the evil consequences of his actions even though they may be unforeseen and involuntary in the measure of the want of ordinary human prudence shown in his conduct a man with a loaded revolver in his hand may not have any design on the lives of his neighbors but if he blazes away right and left and happens to fill this or that one with lead he is guilty if he is in his right mind and a sin a mortal sin is still a sin even if it is committed indirectly negligence is often culpable and ignorance frequently a sin naturally just as a soul is superior to the body so evil example scandal the killing of the soul of another is a crime of far greater enormity than the working of injury unto the body scandal comes properly under the head of murder but it is less blood than lust that furnishes it with working material it will therefore be treated in its place and time End of chapter 74